This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, if you are a regular weekend listener to WBEZ, you might recognize that theme music. Chicago's very own NPR news quiz show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, has spent the past two years during the pandemic keeping you entertained virtually. But now it's back live and in person. The show just moved to a larger, grander theater. The Studebaker Theater in Chicago's Fine Arts Building is a 125-year-old music hall. It's newly renovated, and it's now Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me's new home. And joining me now with more details, of course, is NPR host Peter Sagal. Hey, Peter. Hey, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. I'm thrilled to meet you, finally. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to meet you. Long-time listener, first-time guest. <laughs> I was just thinking about something you said, like like we've been entertaining you virtually. It's like, yes. Yeah, they're virtually entertaining, is pretty much how I would put it. So I <laughs> exactly. agree with you there. Exactly. I, I have to say, I'm back here in WBEZ. Long-term listeners may know that uh, this is where the show began. Um, we were here for 20 years in the same offices. Right. And things are different now. You have all these lovely lovely modern accoutrement like right now there are like television monitors in this studio which is Correct. we didn't have we Did didn't back in this? my day, oh, back in wow. my day if we wanted to know what was happening we had to have producers take ticker tape from the wires run in and mime it right oh dear because that's the kind of level we had and i'm telling you something back in those days we liked it yeah, well, you know the, the progression, right? It is. It's all about it the progression. You kids, you and, don't and, know what it. You don't and know how I'm, hard I'm it was. I'm spoiled with these two TVs, but I can't hear anything, right? I got to, I got to keep them on I mute know. for obvious reasons. Um, what do you think about your new home? Oh, that. Yes, you want to talk about that? We are uh, <laughs> thrilled. Um, it is amazing. Those uh, people, we've been doing it for a long time. I'm sure many listeners came and saw us in the in the Chase Bank Auditorium, mm-hmm. which is a lovely place, and we were very fortunate to have that for so many years. But uh, for all its convenience. Uh, And all the great memories we created there, Uh, it lacked a certain, shall we say, charm. Uh, The best way to describe the Chase Bank Auditorium is it's the kind of place where you have to go when HR calls a company-wide meeting. Like that's that's the vibe. Yeah. Institutional. So we, you know, obviously we had to stop doing live shows of the pandemic just like everybody else. And we were very, very fortunate in that the um, owners of the Fine Arts Building, that beautiful old pile on Michigan Avenue, have this beautiful theater. And they came to us years ago and they said, we want you to say, live from the Studebaker Theater every week. And we said, that's great. We would love to say that, except your theater is 50 years old and needs to be updated. Uh, There are jokes here to be made about what it was like back in the day. Mm -hmm. And it still was, right? Uh, I believe the actual seats were made of just shaped asbestos. I mean, it was not good. So do you think Wait, Wait fits into its legacy? Oh, yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, one of the nice things about it, and I should say that the seats are no longer made of asbestos. It's been beautifully renovated, comfortable, high-tech. Every every detail has been taken care of beautifully. And it's great because we are, um, to put it mildly, a bit of a throwback. We're a radio news quiz. Uh, you know, and, and, and our forebears are in the golden age of radio information, please. We're the last in a very old line. And so it makes sense for us to be in a beautiful old theater. For all I know, the history is so extraordinary at that place. Maybe there were radio shows. You know, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe they did the radio version of What's My Line. Right, right. Well, you just had your first live show we at did. the Studebaker. What was that like? An was, audience it was, again. It was, oh my gosh, audiences. Here's the thing. Sasha. Remember those? I do. And I was reminded, if you have people who come to see your show when you're doing comedy and you say something funny, sometimes they laugh. <laughs> Not as often as they should. That's a pointed On comment at some of you. But <laughs> when people might laugh, you tend to like actually be funnier. It's sort of a feedback thing. And, uh, 
you know, during the pandemic, people who've listened to our show, and they know we were on Zoom. We were doing it with each other. We were lucky to be able to do it. Uh, we were very grateful that we could be able to continue. But when you're just you guys, when you're just us, you're performing for other comedians. And uh, this is how comedians laugh. And I quote, that's funny. <laughs> so let me put it. Yeah. So, so just to just to put a. Put a put an exclamation point on that. Thank you for coming back to see us live. We're very grateful. You need me in your audience every, really? every Are week. Are you a big laugher? I'm a big laugher. If I you, try to tone it down on reset. We, they, they, we, I don't think they've we heard will it give you, If that's true <laughs> and you're free, we will give you a lifetime pass. We'll talk we, after we, the we love, we love them. We love them loud. Hey, listen, for those who have not experienced the taping <laughs> of, uh, of your shows, how is it different? How would you say it's different from listening to it on the radio? Well, I can tell you what people tell me, and they have been telling this because we've been doing it in front of live audiences for a long time. A, you get more. We record sometimes up to almost two hours of material for our 48 minutes of content that you hear in the weekend. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that doesn't make it, uh, it, it, some of it doesn't make it to the air because it's not that great. A lot of it doesn't make it to the air because we can't broadcast it. Because it would get us in deep trouble. Right. And so if everybody wants to hear us be, shall we say, a little more, I think, naughty is a safe word, uh, then then we are on the radio. You should come down. And, of course, I think it goes without saying, and especially with you as we're sitting here uh, in the same room, we're really attractive, all of us. (laughs) Uh, And I think that the thrill of seeing us in the flesh uh, as it were, is is a big is a big. Thing. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. That's Peter. exactly what you should say. Sasha. Talk about Thank Zoom, you. though. I mean, R.I.P. to Zoom. Wait, wait. God but, bless it. But um, how difficult was that doing comedy over? Like, I, how how do you make the jokes land? It, it's really hard. And 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 to be serious for a second, an audience is great. Audiences uh, laugh when you're funny, but they do much much more than that. Um, an audience will tell you if you're. If you're on the right track, you're not doing well, but you might soon. An audience will tell you if you're going too far, but they're kind of enjoying you going too far. Mm-hmm. An audience will tell you if they're interested now, but they're giving you about 30 more seconds. An audience will tell you if they're being very polite and they'd like you to move on. And sometimes, and this is actually great, um, sometimes they'll let you know that you totally crossed the line. You went way too far. But they kind of liked it. Mm. And and that may be the best. Sometimes they tell you that you just went too far and they really don't, in which case we make sure that no one else will ever hear. Right. But uh, it's – it's uh, anybody who's done any kind of performance, musicians, comedians, uh, spoken words, storytellers, anybody at all knows that an audience is – it's not just who you're doing the show for. It's actually part of the show, and we are grateful people are coming back. Absolutely. This is Reset. We are talking with Peter Sale, who's host of NPR's comedy news quiz show, Wait, wait, don't tell me. The show is now taping full-time before a live audience for the first time in two years at its new home, which is the newly renovated Studebaker Theater. Now, in true wait, wait, don't tell me fashion, we're going to play a game. Are we now? Not my job. You've turned the tables. The student is now the master. That's right. You're at the Studebaker Theater, so we're going to ask you three questions about the Studebaker Wagon and Automobile Company. That is an awesome choice. First question, what was the name of the ship on which the Studebaker family arrived in the U.S.? The Studebaker. See, I was a... Well, let me give you your choices. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Multiple choice. That's right. Okay. The Warble in 1750 from London, England. The Harla in 1736 from Rotterdam, Netherlands. Or the Samuel Alito in 1737 from Nova Scotia, Canada. You're you're asking me to make that there was a, a ship called the Samuel Alito. See, there now was. I think I think I think you're trying to be clever. 
<laughs> you might even be succeeding, but I so I'm, I'm going to guess it's not that one. Uh, so the the other two were these were early the Harla, the Harla and the Warble, the Harla and the Warble, the yes. Warble. Since I have absolutely no idea, I'm going to go for the one that sounds least made up, which is the Harla. Correct. You have to get pretty early in the morning to come up with joke answers that'll get by me. Oh, I've got a great team here I've, at Reset. I've, I've literally been making up joke answers since you were in high school. All right. Well, listen, uh, here's your next question. Upon arriving in Maryland, Peter Studebaker built his first mill on a creek on his property. Mm-hmm. What was that creek called? Wow, a lot of place names there. Go on. The Cheek Creek, the Karajini Creek, the Subway. The Subway. You're actually, there was a Which creek called a the Subway. Which is a real creek. A real creek. Yes. You're telling me there was a creek called the Subway. That is correct. And it was this, I would this, not tell this, a lie. This creek was guaranteed fresh. This, this <laughs> creek. Anyway, the Subway. Um, it was often late. Um, so the other choices were the what and the what? Oh, you're going to make me say this again. I it's am. The, that's, uh, sorry. That's the burdens on you. It's the Kanokachik. The Kanokachik. Creek. Creek. The Karajini Creek. Karajini Creek. And the subway. All right. Karajini sounds like your friend from high school whose parents had a pizzeria and they always like comped you late. So I'm not going to go for the Karajini. <laughs> Is he uh, about to get another one right? I'm oh, going to go for the first one. The, the whatever that, that, yes, that native sir. name was. Yes. Got it. All again. right. You're on a roll. You can't kid a kidder. Last question. The Studebakers were forced to close their first automobile production plant in Indiana in the mid-1900s. Right. In what year did they close that plant and why? Ooh. There's a twist. Oh, boy. I do like a twist ending. Go on. In 1945, because their factories were overrun with bee infestations looking for new homes during World War II. Bees. Bees. Actual insects. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, in 1963, after repeated false media reports about the company leaving the auto business, scared buyers away from their Lark and Hawk model compact cars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, in 1951, when they went bankrupt because they built a racetrack and spelled out Studebaker with 8,000 trees in the middle of that track. All right, let's just think this through. I know we don't have a lot of time. They, you're suggesting for the third one that they planted trees that spelled out Studebaker, and yep. that's why they had to somehow leave the business? That is what I'm suggesting. There's a time scale they problem went there they because went they planted bankrupt. all the trees. Mm-hmm. There's a time scale problem there because how you know, it would take so long for the trees. It's not a wise investment. I'm saying let's have trees spelled out Studebaker. Okay. Well, let me tell you, boss, in about 60 years it's going to look great. I, I actually I think I know this uh, for a weird reason, and if I'm right, I'll tell you why. Uh, it was 1963 that they had to close. That is correct. And, and you, Peter, you got all three correct. Let me tell you how I know that. How do you know because that? Because I heard Pete Buttigieg talk about it when he was mayor of South Bend. Oh. Because the closing of the Studebaker plant in 1963 sent South Bend, Indiana into a depression spiral. There's no stumping you. There isn't. There. And just just for clarification, in that last one, they did build that racetrack in 1938. But they, did they actually put the plant They trees? did not go bankrupt. No. <laughs> did they really did, did spell out Studebaker and trees? Yes, they did. Wow. They did. I'm getting a thumbs a up long, from I mean, the control it's one room. thing if you're Ford <laughs> spelling out your name in trees. That's simple. But Studebaker. They spelled out Studebaker. Yeah, Isn't I mean, that I, I mean, wild? I mean, what's next? Ario Speedwagon spelling out their it's name The world's largest living advertisement. That's amazing. I did not know that. So you got all three right. Your prize is 
a new theater. Yes, thank you. I've always wanted one. <laughs> How also, did you know? You're also always a winner in oh, our books. Oh, you're the you best, know. Sasha. Thank you. What's in store for, for this season of Wait, Wait? Uh, well, this season we are, uh, like I said, back live. Uh, there are tickets, I believe, available. Uh, I think you can go to the WBEZ website or the Wait, Wait website to find them. I mm-hmm. wish I knew right off the top of my head. Uh, also, we are going to be on the road again. Uh, if people are listening from other parts of the country, we're going back to Wolf Trap, et cetera, et cetera. And this is kind of exciting. We started uh, two new projects this year. First, the Wait, Wait Comedy Tour. Some of our panelists, comedians, are going to be going on the road doing just comedy shows so you don't have me interrupting. Awesome. News items. And uh, finally, we have a brand new offshoot podcast. The Wait, Wait uh, Cinematic Universe is expanding oh, that's to incredible. a new show called Everyone and Their Mom, hosted by the delightfully uh, charming Ooh. Emma Choi. And that is uh, on your Wait, Wait podcast feeds every Wednesday. People should check that out. That's awesome. And so that, that Wait, Wait stand-up tour yes. has already kicked off? Uh, we, start, we, we had a couple of dates before the pandemic, and it's starting again. We have two dates coming up in June in cities out west. But again, check, uh, I believe it's uh, npr.org slash events, I mm-hmm. think. You'll find it. Oh, I should have memorized it. And you will find out about <laughs> when the Wait, Wait Tour is coming through. But you can always, if you're in Chicago, where I assume most people listening are, come down and see us at the Studebaker Theater because we are back, baby, live every week we are here. That is awesome. Peter Sagal is the host of NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. You can see live tapings of the show Thursdays at its new home, the Studebaker Theater. Or you can listen to the show on WBEZ 91.5 FM. Saturdays at 10 and Sundays at 11. Thank you, Peter. Sasha, thank you. What a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.